0: On today's show, we are continuing with our mini-series on growing where you're planted. So if you want to grow fruit trees or nut trees in your yard where you live, then you're going to want to stay tuned for this because you need to know something about chilling hours. Some of these varieties need to chill out for a little bit. They They have certain requirements where they need to be within a certain temperature range that's cooler, and I'm not going to get into, I'm going to spare you this today, I'm not going to get into the formulas on how you calculate chill hours. Ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, (laughs) there are several different methods and models that are used to determine what chill hours are, and I just don't worry about that. What I want to know is where I fall on the map just net it out for me tell me what my chill hours are but there are a lot of different maps so you got to pick the right map for you again it's an educated guess all of this information that we have out there available to us to figure this out this is something else that i don't know that i would worry so much about where the information where the information comes from but part of me, that nerdy part of me inside, wants to know that I'm talking to someone that didn't just repeat what someone else said, a county away. Because a county away can make a lot of difference. Because the the maps kind of go, like if you take your finger and you just kind of go from left to right, but you move your finger up and down as you go, kind of like a wave, kind of like a graph would, um, that can make the difference on whether or not your tree is successful. Because... The climate changes like that. It changes in waves. It changes in micro uh, climates. It doesn't go, okay, well, this is what it is in this county. This is what it is in that county. It may be three different things in one county, (laughs) depending on what county you live in. It could be two different things in one county. All the county could be the same. I just don't know. Or parish, if you're in Louisiana. But it's just important to know that chill hours is something that you need to know about. If you go down to Home Depot and you say, oh, there's an apple tree. Just because they're selling that variety of apple tree there does not mean that it's going to put off fruit for you in four to five years. And that's the thing. You don't know for four to five years whether or not it's even really going to work. But you've invested a lot of emotion for four or five years before you realize I didn't even plant the right variety. So a lot of people don't know that you can grow apples in the state of Texas, or that you can grow apples in New Mexico, or in California, wherever you live. There's probably some sort of a variety, unless you live down in the tropics. I, I really don't know about that. I've never researched that. There's probably some sort of variety in the continental United States that you could grow if you have the right amount of chill hours. You just need to match the variety for the amount of chill hours you have. For instance, where I live, I found out that I'm somewhere between 800 to 1,000 chill hours. I want to be sure that I get a variety that needs somewhere between those chill hours. What did I say? 800 to 1,000? I might even look at 600 to 900. So when you go to these websites and they say this tree needs this amount of chill hours or you're in the store and on the tag it says this amount of chill hours is required, this is just something that you're going to want to know. I'm not going to get into how you calculate it again. I'm just going to tell you where you can find it. You can go to my website and I have pasted or I have a a copy of the United States Chilling Hours map there on my website, but I'm also going to give you in the show notes where you can go to get your chill hours, not by zip code, unless you live in the southern the southeast part of the United States, you're lucky enough that you can find it by going to, it is, yeah, agroclimate. Again, what I wanna know is where I fall within that map. So that's the tricky part. There's a lot of maps out there, and you pick the one you want. The most important thing to know is that you might have to look at chill hours if you're picking out cherry trees, apple trees, and various nut trees but the the point of this is not to give a list of the ones that need chill hours but the point is to just to know that there are some that need to have a dormancy period they need that in order to be able to set fruit if they don't get that if they don't get those chill hours that they need they won't set the fruit so one more thing to understand is it's not an exact science Chill hours are not exact. For example, if you have a fruit tree that requires 500 chill hours, this doesn't mean that it has to get exactly 500 hours. That's just an estimate. It's just somewhere around that. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the USDA zones. You just need to be kind of in the general area. You don't need to hit the bullseye. (laughs) You just need to hit the target. You know, if it's 50 hours, 100 hours, more or less, it's not going to be a big deal, Probably if it's 100 hours, more than a 100 hours more or less, it's probably not going to be a big deal. You just don't want to try to find an apple tree that is only 400 hours when you're in the 1200 hour range. You want to get close. So if you were in the 400 chill hour range, I would say try to get something that was between two and 600 or three and 500, somewhere that's in that general vicinity, I wouldn't make the leap from going from 400 hours to 1,600 hours. Um, if you're somewhere in the vicinity of, say, 800 to 1,000 chill hours, then I would go somewhere between, you could do 700 to 900. It's It's really a lot like the zones, right? If you're in zone 8A, I would go ahead and buy plants. This is going back to the other day when we were talking about USDA zones. You can make the jump up to nine or down to seven, however you want to look at it. But you just want to be somewhere in that general range. So anyway, that is chill hours. There's a lot of different maps out there. You can't really find it by zip code unless you're lucky enough to live in the southeast United States where they have that website agroclimate I think it was I'll put it in the show notes and if you are other than those in the southeast United States you can find it by going to Wonderland or excuse me wonder map that's W uh, tell you what I'll just put it on the in the show notes I'll put a link but if you go to getchill.com you have to click on the wonder map Then you have to go get the station that's closest to you. And then you have to put the station ID in there. It's kind of like an old radio station. It's KTXY or KLTV or something that's assigned to them by the FCC or or NOAA or whoever it is. This governmental agency assigns them a station number. You have to have that specific station number. And then you got to paste it into this other map. That's why I just did it. with. And you can't do it that way and it'll give you all of the results based on about four or five different models. So for me, I went and did this just for the heck of it. I pasted in my station ID number, and it gave me, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different models. The below 45 model, the between 45 and 32 model, the Utah model, the positive Utah model, (laughs) the dynamic model. Well, it gave me 1,213, It gave uh, chill hours. On one, it gave me 1,004 chill hours. On one, it gave me 828 chill hours. On one, it gave me 1,181 chill hours. So if I were to average those together, I'm just going to kind of do this real quickly in my brain. That goes from 828 up on up to 1,200. Yeah, I would say it was like right around 1,000. So, the reason that I want to know exactly where I am on that map, and if you go look at that map, you'll see it's between, for me, it was between 800 to 1,000. Well, that was a pretty big area, and I just didn't know where I, my county fell and where I am in the county. Was I closer to 1,000 or was I closer to 800? Well, you know, I told you, you don't have to get right on the mark. It's not hitting the bullseye, it's just hitting the target that's because if I found a variety, say I really like Honeycrisp apples, I wanted to know, and Honeycrisp is expensive. That's one of the most expensive apples that are in my grocery store. We're talking like $2.50 an apple sometimes. I wanted to know, can I buy that fruit tree? I mean, I could buy that fruit tree, but will it do well? I don't want to get off on to doing fruit tree selection. This really is about chill hours, but... When I went to figure out what fruit trees I wanted, I needed to know a lot of things. I needed to know what they needed to cross-pollinate with. I wanted, you know, if I had four cherry trees, let's just say, and I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. I'm not giving you any kind of details. That's a whole other show. But I wanted a variety that was going to cross-pollinate. I wanted um, one of the trees to fruit, for, I don't know, I'm just going to say August um, to September. I wanted another one to fruit, say, September to October. I wanted another one to fruit from this month to that month. But I wanted to have the longest period of fruit production that I could. And rather rather than just have four fruit trees all produce at once, I wanted them to be staggered out. So, But the very first thing that I needed to know is, What are my chill hours? That's the very first thing, that's the first piece of the puzzle that I needed to know. So for instance, I will tell you, the people that I bought these from, my Honeycrisp apple tree from, is out of business now, sadly. Okay, so the Honeycrisp apple tree requires approximately 800 chilling hours. And I already knew this because I did a lot of homework. This is something that I spend a lot of time on. These are one of those things that I do recommend that you do spend a lot of time on because fruit trees are more expensive than other things. I mean, they don't have to be. You can shop around and you can find a good um, price on fruit trees, but that's something, it's a big investment of time. It's not just money. The fruit trees are going to take a while to grow. This is why I want to know what the chill hours are. This is not something that you need to know for a lot of things, but, you know, you want to know, do you have any kind of requirements that you need to know about before you plant blueberries? Do you have any uh, chilling hour requirements? Does an almond tree need to chill out for so many hours during the winter? Does a raspberry plant, does a blackberry plant, do strawberries, is there anything that you're planning to grow that needs a chilling hour requirement. And, you know, most people are going to have some sort of chill hours unless you live in a tropical environment where you get absolutely no chill hours whatsoever. And again, I am not an expert on that. If you, as a matter of fact, this is a good time to point out that if you live in an area that's way up north, then you might not want to be listening to someone that's way down south. I mean, you can listen to their general advice, but find a mentor someone to listen to and you can find a mentor anywhere these days you can find one online and you never have to meet them but listen to everything they say take it with a grain of salt do your own thing make your own decisions but this is one of those pieces of the puzzle that you just need to be aware of. If you're living in Hawaii, maybe my Texas climate would have something to do with what you're doing there. I don't know. I would say, listen to everybody you can, but make your own decisions. And chill hours is just one of those things that you just need to be aware of. That's it. <laughs> so that's that'll do it for chill hours today. That one was really... I thought it was going to be easier to say, you just need to find where you are on the map. But I went again and looked today because I have determined where my chill hours are and there's so many more maps out there. It's just really kind of confusing and I tend to lean towards the one that's the USDA map except that it appears to be quite outdated. It it doesn't appear to be updated anytime recently and I don't see any history of a regular period of time where it is updated regularly. L- at least on the USDA map, I know it's once every thirty years uh, or something to that effect. On the first and last chill, um, on the first and last frost dates, I know that I need to look at that once a year. I just don't know when this uh, USDA map was updated. Again, you're not trying to hit the bullseye; you're just trying to hit the target. You just need to land somewhere on the map. (laughs) You just need to know where you are on the map. And you just need to be aware that there is such a thing as chill hours. Especially if you're going to do fruit and nut trees. So, all right. Well, that is all for today. And tomorrow we are going to be talking about identifying microclimates. This is a fun one for me. It's fun But I think that we're going to have to probably do multiple shows on this over time because it's just so fascinating. But until then, bye for now.